all right what is up you guys welcome back to behind the mess of horror i'm sam i'm lena and, and we, we get, get excited about things that go bump in the night and the things hiding under our bed. bed just know that we recorded this like two times because sam <laughs> fucked up <laughs> it's not my fault i don't know what i was trying to say and we say this every single time and lena even asked me like do you know what we're about to say before we say it? And I'm like, yeah, yeah uh-huh. And I never do. I yeah, forget. I'm like, before I hit record, do you know what we want to say? No, I don't. I never do. <laughs> we always mess up. Yeah, but it's okay. So, anyways, this week we're talking about Halloween 2, the one that came out in 1981. Mm-mm-mm. We love to see it. Yeah, 1981's Halloween sequel was meant to be the end of Michael Myers' character. 100%. Leading to some surprising behind-the-scenes facts about the film. Let's just dive into it. 1978's Halloween is the film that started the slasher genre, as we all know. The first in the series of Halloween films that continues the legacy to this day. There have been Halloween sequels, reboots, and like sequels to the reboots. Like, this shit is crazy. Mm-hmm. Michael Myers continues to slash away and probably will for like the foreseeable future at yeah. this point. Mm-hmm. 100%. There's no end. Even if that movie says Halloween ends, it's not Ain't no end. fucking way. <laughs> so John Carpenter didn't want to make a Halloween 2 and struggled with the script. Yeah. Which... Especially since it came out like very shortly after. The I think it was like three like, years. Yeah, yeah, three years. Like sometimes it takes a while. Yeah. When the film... While the film doesn't live up to the like the original, mm-hmm. it's still a pretty good follow up to a movie which is considered a classic of the genre. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I I don't think it's as, as great, but I, yeah. I do see a lot of good stuff, and it did very much creep me out as a kid, which I'm going to talk about. Yeah. While the Halloween series has some pretty good scary kills, the first person killed in this movie is not by Michael Myers but is run over by a fucking police deputy and then crashed into an ambulance by into a fucking ambulance which i think is funny because it's like <laughs> hey i'm gonna hit you but i'm gonna take you to the ambulance that you need to go to afterwards <laughs> like i always found that part math funny yeah. but the victim turns out to be ben tramer yeah ben tramer in a michael mask which is kind of funny yeah. This is apparently the boy Lori had a crush on and wants that wanted to go to prom with in the first movie. Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, poor Ben. Poor kid. She, she, Lori <laughs> lost her best friends, lost Ben Tramer. She was just losing she everyone. She was everyone left and right. Right. <laughs> the deputy that hits him is played by Dick Warlock, who is also playing Michael. Michael Myers, yeah. Yep, since the original actor became a director and he just didn't have the time for it. Yeah, I think the original um, actor for him was... Nick Castle, I believe that's it his is. name. Yeah, yeah, Nick Castle. Yeah. Both the sons of Dick Warlock, who plays Michael, made a little feature in the film, which I thought was really cute. Oh, that's cool. Lance Warlock plays the boy holding a boombox who runs into Michael yeah. in the Times Square. And then Billy Warlock plays a teen who asks Deputy Gary if he's seen Ben Tramer. Oh, okay, yes. Those are yes, his sons. Yeah. I was I, like, I, aw. That's a little cool. father-son bonding. Yeah, I definitely like when movies do that, yeah. when they, like, include other people's kids. Like, if, this is not on topic of, like, horror movies, but the last Thor movie, the little girl at the end is um, Chris Hemsworth, right? Yeah, Chris Hemsworth, which is Thor, his kid, Aww. which I love. And then Natalie Portman's kids were also in, like, the ensemble of, like, kids, which I think is really cool. I think, you know, if you're gonna have nepotism babies, like, not to say that as a bad thing, like, have them go into like things like little by little don't like just push them in 
and have them have this lead role. Like, get them, like, used to it, you know? Yeah, I think it's cool. not like these Disney characters. Right, it'd be beasting. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. It's in this movie that we find out Lori and Michael are siblings, and, like, I mentioned in the last episode. And then Spoiler. Sam... Yeah, Sam was like, no, actually, it's the second movie that we find out. <laughs> <laughs> but this was... This has been, like, a focal point in the sequels, and it's used to explain Michael's, like, murderous fascination with Lori. Yeah. Which, I like I said in the yeah. last podcast, I really do enjoy, like, the fact that they are siblings, and mm-hmm. some of the timelines, I think it makes sense. Yeah. Because, like, the first person he ever kills is his sister. Mm-hmm. So, it must be, like, a family thing. Like, he's going after his family, you know. Yeah. Um, it makes sense for him to go after Lori. Exactly. And we'll see in the next two sequels with michael in them four and five that he actually goes after another one of his relatives but i won't spoil it so that's a t he just doesn't like his family and wants to be the only meyer left i felt that (laughs) (laughs) but not to the extent of like (laughs) right man's bugging but although the mask was the same as the one used in the first movie for the second film it looks a little different because in the three years, the paint had been, like, scratched since mm-hmm. the original Michael Nick Castle kept the stuff in the back of his pocket between shots. I was like, sir? Yeah. Why are the you Michael shoving mask is it? never the same. Yeah. And then even worse, the producer, Deborah Hill, kept the mask under her bed after filming was done. It was, inf- it was affected by dust, dirt, and since she's a smoker... Oh, yeah, I got yelled up. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you're disgusting. Mm-hmm. You're done. <laughs> you're done. Come on, Deborah. Get it together, producer. Enough with the second hand smoke. <laughs> Killing <laughs> Michael over here. I mean, someone's gotta do it. Right. <laughs> when filming ended, um, Dick Warlock was allowed to keep the costume. Like, the iconic mask, boots, and the knife. Since it was supposed to be the last film that they yeah. ever made. He kept them until I think like 2003, 2004, and then sold it to a haunted house attraction in Ohio. Ooh. Which I kind of want to go see yeah. if they still have it there. Let's snatch it. <laughs> Steal it. <laughs> no, we're not stealers. Do not use this. This is not incriminating in a court of law. But we're still. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I'll get Olivia Benson on y'all. Don't play. <laughs> <laughs> the queen. Right. <laughs> And so because of this, producers made it a rule to keep the props from each film, even though the mask, although, like, it changes a lot through over the years, even, like, drastically. Drastically. Yeah, I'm like, why keep the mask? First off, part five mask, disgusting. The worst one of the bunch. And then, like, H2O has, like, three different masks. And they even tried, like, a computerized mask. And it's just not holding up. It's disgusting. Yeah, I was, like, looking at the pictures from, like, Halloween 2, and I was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck is this mask? Yeah. He looks like a crackhead. Yes. He is. Yeah, here, walking around, fucking <laughs> out. Like, the hair on the mask? Yes, the hair on the mask. It's crazy. Like, look like a crackhead, yes. Like, why do you look now, like that? I th- I do think, though, um, the Halloween that came out in 2019, I believe it was. The first one or the second one? The first one that came yeah, out. Yeah, 2019. Yeah. Yeah. So that one, I actually do like it. It's supposed like to be it. like an aged mask that you know from the original, which I do like what they did with it. And I think it. I think it yeah, holds even up. like the second one, I actually really like the mask. Yeah, I think they've been like keeping it really like um, clean dirty and, and like oh. dirty. Like 
Like, clean it. I like what you said. Like, dirty, but clean to the sense of, like, they're not trying to remake it every single time where yeah. they're going to mess up the mask. Like, they're making it so yeah. that it stays the same throughout the sequels unless, like, he gets hit in the face and then they, like, do adjustments and stuff. Or, like, it, like, rips or something. Yeah. Yeah. Which I like. Besides Halloween inspiring many movies, the sequel was blamed for an actual murder. Dun-dun-dun! What? If you guys want us to talk about this case, let us know. But Richard Delmar Boyer attacked an elderly couple on December 7th, 1982 and stole their fucking wallets. You broke bitch. There were the parents of a friend of Boyer's when he attacked the couple. I was like, now you're going over your friend's parents. Not Twilight playlist is playing right now. (laughs) Guys, we're sorry for the music that happens in the background. We have no control over that. (laughs) They just play like the weirdest shit ever. Right. I'm like, not Bella and Elwood, but I come into our (laughs) podcast. And get married. Right? (laughs) But anyways, he attacked the couple, stabbing them multiple times. In Boyer's confession, he claimed that he went to their home high on drugs and stuff and was hallucinating that he was being attacked by Michael Myers from Halloween 2. Oh, shoot. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, it reminds me of that... I'm going to reference Scream again. Um, (laughs) When... So, for our Scream fans out there, Billy Loomis says, like, Halloweens don't make serial killers. Like, Halloween movies make serial killers better. Which I think that's cool. Yeah. That's what that is. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Little fun facts. Now, I don't want to, like, shame the genre at all because I love the genre, but I don't know. I feel like, you know, any kind of movie can have an influence on people. You know, even, like, you know, drama movies. Like, everyone wants to live out their freaking rom-com movie life, you know? Like, yeah. So I feel like people see movies and sometimes want it to be their real life. I don't think anyone wants to, like, real life be chased by Michael. Because I mean, I don't, I don't know. I really don't. This man Boyer was out here dreaming about him right oh it's because of the drugs he shouldn't have been on the drugs <laughs> but but yeah so let's let's get into the movie and basically like lena was saying i think halloween the original was a huge success and obviously there was no question that the sequel will shortly come after like i've said before john carpenter really actually didn't want to do a sequel with michael in it he wanted it to be like one and done but yeah. because of the success he basically like had no other option which is why he struggled to make this um new movie but i really do like that halloween 2 does take place like no other movie where sometimes there's a time jump and like we have to kind of play catch up with it but it takes place on the same night with the opening scene being the last few minutes of the original movie which i really do appreciate yeah i do like and like even like the newer like trilogy like they start off where they left off yeah which i I like i like that because like you know keep it like that because if you do it like a year later or like a few months later it doesn't feel like real especially since this is supposed to be a movie that takes place on halloween night like yeah especially since like he's he always returns on halloween exactly because it had been i believe 15 years since he last killed his sister so it's like it makes sense like you can't just have it on like october 30th of next year you know what i'm saying like yeah. it's, it's not gonna it's not gonna play well um but yeah so i really do like that they start off the scene like that and honestly seeing for the second time michael fall off the balcony 
it's kind of still confusing because like it looks like there's no railing on the balcony which is like why would it be built like that but then again it also looks like he's walking on the railing which makes no sense either now i don't know much of physics didn't take it in high school and i'm not a construction worker so i'm not sure how this pans out but it looks weird <laughs> he, defe he defeated gravity yeah he defeated gravity fell flat on his back <laughs> and still lived right and just like as you're saying he fell on his back and you know still lived yeah we saw from the first movie that his body went missing right after um dr loomis went to go check on it and it's funny because in this movie you see like an actual print of his body like laid out on the the floor of the grass yeah which looks... i thought funny yes I, it reminds me of like those csi like shows yes. where they're doing like chalk around yeah. the body i'm like not y'all chalking up my, <laughs> oh my man's God. right here and you know so that's the the first original scene and then we get of course john carpenter back again even though he couldn't write the the script, the script that well he still did a great score. He delivered. Yeah, and he changed it up a bit, which I did like. It was more like techno, I feel like. Yeah. It was like like a little bit different, which I still do re really much appreciate it. Yeah. And we get, of course, you know, that title card scene, and then we start the movie. And Michael is on the loose, going house to house now, which we'll see later on in this new trilogy that he does that too. And as he goes into one house, because, you know, he has to get his handy nandy um, butcher knife. <laughs> um, he goes into this old couple's house who is actually watching Night of the Living Dead, hmm. which is great. I believe George Romero directed that movie. I, I believe, believe so. It's George Romero. Yeah. Um, and I like one of the, the lines that they have it playing on, which is the character of Johnny says, they're coming to get you, Barbara. Which little I little did they know. No, little did they know it's not they. It's Michael. Yeah, <laughs> it's not the zombie. It's Michael. And I like that. Of course, Halloween has referenced again another movie within their their franchise. You know, the original movie referenced The Thing, which was a John Carpenter film. But this isn't a John Carpenter film. This is actually an older movie. But yeah. they just have it playing on in the background. Which is like, it feels very real life because that's what you do on Halloween. You watch scary movies, movies. and you carve out um, jack-o'-lanterns mm -hmm. and stuff. So it's very, like, cool. And that's the first time we see the un-iconic mask <laughs> <laughs> that me and Lena were just talking about how, you know, disturbing it looks. A little crackhead um, over here. I don't think Michael kills this uh, group of people. Um, there's a scene where the the woman sees blood and just screams but i don't think he killed them i don't think so yeah that i haven't seen anywhere that they did correct me if i'm wrong but michael does up his antes with um getting a higher kill count um this movie he does get better as he ages if you want to <laughs> say <laughs> and um he doesn't care he's on his way to to kill whoever he pleases and I also really do like that part two is still playing into like, this is a safe town. Nothing bad ever happens here. This is a great suburban area. People don't lock their doors. They honestly just leave their doors unlocked. Like the first kill, um, we see um, this teenage girl who doesn't know what is literally happening like across the street from her house where Michael just like slaughtered everyone until her friend you know, notifies her like, yeah, there's been a killing, these teenage girls. And then that's when she's like, oh my God, he's still on the loose. That's crazy. Maybe now I shall lock my doors. But she sees her front door is wide open. And of course, she's going to be one of those people who investigate that sound or noise. 
Because they haven't clearly watched a horror movie. They weren't watching the original. That's what happened. They're like, oh, <laughs> this town is safe, bet. Right. So as she goes to investigate, Michael literally pops up from the floor, which makes no sense to me because like... How the I, fuck? Yes. Like, I picture Michael being like this seven foot tall man and he's just like crouched down in her living room. Like, how did you not see that? But yeah. So she did. How are you crouching comfortably? That's what I'm saying. Like, where was he fighting? Fighting? Hear me hiding? Because <laughs> like, it's not like there was something in the way, like or a lamp. Even if there was a lamp, like he's not that skinny. He's not a grain of rice. Like <laughs> he's not a he's not a skinny queen. Right. <laughs> he's a thick man. No, he's not that thick. But you know, he does his stuff. <laughs> um. But yeah, so she she um dies because she decides to investigate stuff. So guys, please take our word on it. Do not investigate that noise that's coming from your basement. That's Do not read the weird book that has incantations. Just please don't summon anything. Just don't do anything. Be safe. Have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. So then we also see Laurie Strode being pulled out from the the house where all this commotion is happening from she gets pulled into the hospital and we see actually a little boy and his mom coming to the hospital with a cut on his mouth which makes me believe that maybe he bit into a candy where something sharp must have like hit his mouth which actually i did my research one time i don't like not recently i didn't like look it up again but i did it maybe a few years back when i actually saw the movie trick or treat oh um, with the guy who like poisoned his son yes yeah that shit so, was crazy i don't think it was his son it was another kid no it was his son really yeah we're gonna watch that movie again i think um, no not like the in the trick-or-treat movie but like actually in real life oh in real life okay yeah, yeah. i thought you were talking about the movie i was like i don't think so <laughs> in real life um but you know like besides like real life that like he poisoned his son but i don't like i when i do my research there wasn't so many instances that you would think where a person got cut by like a candy yeah. or got poisoned by a candy like it's not this big phenomenon that people like talk about like yeah it was just like a one it was like a one and done yeah. kind of thing but i thought that was like pretty cool that they added that like mm-hmm. that this could be like a trope of like halloween um and i love how like the mom is like he needs to see the doctor now and like the receptionist like the doctor's busy <laughs> like it's so like real life it's so funny that's so the hospitals yeah it's like bro like what can you oh do? you're missing a leg you have to wait right Here, here's some pain meds here's some advil just bleed into the floor <laughs> um but yeah so Lori gets pulled in and everyone already knows it's Lori. it's a small town they're like oh my god it's Lori Strode. oh my god oh and my god we love to see that after um, Jamie Lee Curtis's success with Halloween, um, she obviously ha- was presented with different roles. So um, we love a queen. <laughs> and she actually cut her hair. So what she has on is a wig in the second movie. Yes, I Which saw Which is very that. noticeable. Yeah. Very I was like, noticeable. you guys had one job and, and it did not deliver. Exactly. Between the mask and Lori's hair, y'all are not delivering. But, you know, they help her out with like later sequels, like... one sequel she has her hair short thank god and even now they have it as long but i'm like come on guys just cut it off yeah let her rock but yeah and as she's there she 
is told that they're gonna like sedate her and they're gonna put her to sleep but she doesn't want to go to sleep she's like keep my ass up because i know that man ain't dead i know he's still out there and he gonna come for me yep. you know smart queen um so then we uh, we pan back to dr loomis's crazy ass and officer bracket still together searching for michael myers and i think it's a pretty funny scene because they're in a car trying to search for him and the officer is the one driving but he also has a light like going back and forth trying to look for michael but i'm like why is he holding the light why is the doctor not holding the light yeah like this is a fire hazard fire hazard this is a safety <laughs> hazard yeah for all cars like he could have gone to a car accident and then this is what happened um this is a scene where ben tramer gets hit by the car because dr loomis thinks it's michael mm-hmm. runs out waving his freaking pistol around like <laughs> like he knows how to use it <laughs> and that's when ben tramer ultimately gets hit but to be honest ben tramer was drunk so poor guy he was just like what is this loony ass guy doing chasing me with a <laughs> with a freaking gun right. like he probably thought something was happening but no he did um so yeah he goes up in flames but originally they don't know if it's ben tramer or like they don't know who it is they they think it's um michael because of the mask and everything and as they're sorry to cut you off mm-hmm. but the thing is it's like you know michael is like seven feet tall exactly and i know fucking ben Tramer is not seven feet so exactly. like how are you confusing exactly but it wasn't it wasn't even like um dr loomis i was confused it was more of like the other deputies they were like oh like yeah like we hit him like it has to be him but also they were too focused on the fact that they had to get to officer bracket because yeah. his daughter just died and yeah. they tell her and i think it's like a very like like gut-wrenching scene and they do play it really well they do act it very well where he's like oh my god like one of the girls was annie and he's like no like he's like super pissed you know he definitely is gonna want revenge and um even though the thought of michael myers being dead has you know crossed each other's everyone's mind dr Demis, like i said is not so quick and he definitely wants to confirm and everyone honestly should take a note from Dr. Loomis's delusional mind. Always make sure the killer is dead because you know they always want to come back for one last good scare. Especially Michael. <laughs> right. He loves it. Um, and he orders the police officers to get a dentist to the coroner's office so they can, you know, check the dental records, make sure like the person is like of that, you know, age. They usually find out if they're in the same age range and then also like we all have dental records, so Yeah. Everyone's teeth are different from uh, everyone else's, so you'll be able to tell who's who. Exactly. Um you know, but they definitely needed that uh dentist there at the coroner's office because, you know, homeboy was burnt to a crisp. Like a box. It was crispy. It was crisp. No, but he really went up in flames. Um and now somehow Michael Wa- Michael Myers wanders through the town and ends up at the hospital. And I'm not gonna lie, this movie did freak me out as a kid, um, especially going to hospitals. I mean, like hospitals are in general very scary. They have this like gloomy vibe, and you know a lot of and things- like that smell to a hospital. I hate it. Gross. It's just creepy overall. Like you go there because you're sick, and sometimes you end up even more sick when you leave. Like come yeah. On. Um. But I don't know, it's just like the point of just being like in a hospital at night is very, very creepy. Like it's very I, ominous. Yes, that's the word. That's the word I was looking for. And I used to be a security guard at like this medical office 
thingamajig. <laughs> it was a building and whenever I worked nights, I would have to do rounds just to make sure there's no doctors left, no patients wandering, all that stuff. And this was an outpatient place, so there should be no patients. What if you saw a patient walking around? What would you do? Absolutely not. I'd run. 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 Run away. Absolutely not. And that's and we had this floor. It was the eighth floor. It was the headache center. And they had the lights a little bit gloomier. Just because, you know, people come with oh, yeah, migraines, yeah. you can't have that light. And I would, I would speed walk through there. I don't care. As you should. And I would be making sure I didn't hear a freaking peep. If I heard anything, uh uh-uh, I'm running. <laughs> now, granted, they had, like, you know, the cleaning crew there. So I'd be like, yo, the cleaning crew around? Because, like, show your hands. I am <laughs> not trying to die today. <laughs> Michael was not going to get me. Um, But, yeah. So, and it's, it's pretty funny that, like, you know, security guard and all that stuff. We have a security guard in this movie who's another one that's, you know, pretty dumb. All these people are, like, just not the Little brightest. Little cuckoo bananas. Right. They're not the brightest. Um, but, yeah. So, Michael, obviously, is now at the hospital. And um, he is hiding, basically, in plain sight. A lot of times, he's just, like, going from room to room. No one is, like, catching him. And we also see a POV view of Michael hiding in, like, this one room where he's full of, like, newborn babies and I think that's, like, the creepiest thing. Like, thank God he doesn't touch the babies. You know, like, kills them or yeah. anything. And I think there was, like, another movie where he had, like, time to actually kill a baby. And he doesn't. But he does. he's not I opposed think was, to killing kids. I think it was the Rob Zombie one. Yeah, I think so, too. I don't too. remember which one, but it's one of them. Yeah, it's, it's one of those later ones. But he's not opposed to killing kids because he definitely, like... I believe in the 2019 one, he definitely kills um, the little boy after he killed his father. And that boy yeah. was probably like 11. Um, so yeah, just not babies. So your toddlers are okay. You may not be, but <laughs> your kids are fine. Those are bad. <laughs> yes, and I also love um, that the audience and Dr. Loomis and the police officers are the only ones who actually know who Michael Myers is. Like, Lori Shaw doesn't know who this person is. She just knows that like he's coming for her. She gets told by um, an EMT guy who actually finds her really cute in her distant, like, horrible state. Um, and he tells her, like, yeah, like, his name is Michael Myers. And she's, like, to- like totally in shock. She's like, you mean, like, the Myers kid that, like, killed his sister? Like, that's the first time it's brought up to her. Like, yeah. this whole time, it's, like, a mystery to, like, why is this person, like, attacking her? Like, she probably would have just thought, like, it's just a crazy guy on the loose, which obviously he is. But, you know, like, she didn't see that connection. And the fact that, like, the just the movie before it, she went to the Myers house as well, mm-hmm. um, you know, to drop off the key. So it, I, I feel like she was probably, like, scared more in a sense. Like, damn, if I would have never went to that house, like, would he have ever, like, seen me? Like, would this ever have happened to my friends? Like, I can just imagine the guilt. Yeah, but little did she know, they're siblings. Right. Exactly. She, he already knew you. You just didn't know him. Right. Um, but yeah, so, and then, of course, we get the classic old, the phones aren't working. Of course not. And one of the nurses goes to the security guard, who is obviously not paying attention. A very good cliche in these movies. It's definitely the security guard that never pays attention. And you see in the background as Michael Myers, like, goes right through the, (laughs) like, through the cameras that, that are outside. Like, of course, he goes unnoticed. But, of course, the security guard goes to investigate, and he notices that someone 
had been in the storage room where all the, the lights are, where all the phone wires and stuff are. And I just want to know, how did Michael know how to turn off the lights? This man is brilliant. For someone who doesn't have anything between his eyes, as Dr. Loomis loves to say, <laughs> there's something definitely in that brain because there's no way he learned how to, like, turn off the lights, turn off the phones. Like, he is He probably, uh, like, paid attention to Dr. Loomis. Right. He when he like, did it, yeah. Like, how? He was taking notes. Facts. Um, he did a little bit of light reading in the <laughs> hospital. But yeah, so also I know it's supposed to be like the late 70s that this movie's supposed to like technically take take place, but like, do they not have a backup generator? Like, is everyone okay? Like, is there someone that is on a ventilator and they're just like clipped now? Ooh. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, I didn't think of that. That's what I was saying. That's fucked. Right. I was thinking that when I was watching, I was like, um, is everyone okay in this like place? And it's supposed nope. to be a hospital, They but they rent, mention it multiple times that it's a clinic. And I, that is no clinic. How are you going to go to a clinic? To give birth to your baby. Ain't, ain't no clinic out here like that. But. <laughs> but yeah. So of course the security guard investigates more. And as he's trying to communicate with the nurse who um, told him to you know check on the lights. Via walkie talkie. He can't reach them. Because you know this very spotty area is a little too far. And you know she tells him like yo I gotta get back to work. So you're gonna have to figure something out. Figure something else. Oh, and you know he actually tried to do the smart thing try to tell her you know like go call the police and if you can't reach anyone like someone drive out to get the police because like someone is definitely here and of course as he tries to investigate more he looks through the closet closets and they do the classic close the door and the killer's right behind the door thing mm-hmm. and michael pulls up i feel like a lot of movies now do that but as they close the door the killer's not there because we're so anticipating it yes it's been used so many times that they're like haha we got you it's not there he's actually right here you know <laughs> so i like that but i yeah. feel like that's getting old now like the classic he's not behind the door he's somewhere else like all right we get it do something else now exactly stop having these people open up doors and close them for nothing exactly <laughs> um but michael doesn't use his knife he actually uses a handy dandy hammer and um hits him with the back end right through his skull love that using different things expanding your kill um the way you kill weapons yeah. <laughs> um then we pan back to the coroner's office where dr loomis is looking at a very crisp medium rare body <laughs> <laughs> And the dentist, of course, tells him, like, you know, hey, I can't figure this out in two minutes. It's going to take some time. We have to go to a lab. We have to do all these things, you know. Dr. Loomis thought this was going to be a one-and-done type of thing, but it's not. Um, But he tells him, you know, we need answers now, and we have to assume that Michael Myers is still alive until we get the answers of um, the dentist. You know, so they're very you know they they believe this guy you know because at first they kind of weren't and they were like no he's not in the town then look what happened everyone started dropping down like flies so of course they're gonna believe him more um and then later on like lena said we get confirmation that it was actually ben tramer r.i.p um he was just drunk he was just trying to have a good night at least his friends were worried about him like hey ben haven't seen him i guess yeah like they were trying to hold out but if you were a better friend you would have walked ben dreamer home maybe the both of you could have been crispy but or maybe you could have saved him who will know yeah stop leaving your fucking friends when they're drunk exactly 
And I also love how, like, every movie, Dr. Loomis goes into a whole monologue on how Michael Myers <laughs> is, like, evil. I know. And, you know, like, how he didn't move and how nothing is behind his eyes, you know. And that, that he's pure evil. Not it, a thought behind his eyes. Right. Deer in the headlights. <laughs> <laughs> um, But it's very chilling when he talks about him like that. It, it yeah. really does, like, wow, are people really like that? Like, are people that evil? And... That he also brings up like this thing called Sam Haven, and mm-hmm. it's um what is it? It's like a I forget. It's like a devil kind of thing. Like a like it's a, supposed to be like, like Halloween. Like that's when all the spirits come out and you kind of like worship evil and shit. Um um um, fuck. She's almost there. She she's almost. I know. I see it in your eyes. You almost got it. The tip of my fucking tongue. An altar. <laughs> oh, an altar. Yeah. So yeah. So um, you know, he references that as well. Um, that Michael is pure evil and he worships that kind of sense. Which is believable because, you know, Dr. Luma shot this man six times and he still got up and is still walking over to town like... Like nothing happened. Like nothing happened. He fucking ate those bullets. <laughs> Facts. He was like, I eat those. <laughs> breakfast. I thought you my dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then after that, we do go back to the hospital and John Carpenter's score plays as we pan into empty hallways. Like, that's so freaking scary. Like... I know. It's like, ding, ding, ding. And then it's like, just like, the hallways and they're dark and they're gloomy. Someone turn on the damn lights. No, thank you. Like, come on. I'll come back tomorrow. (laughs) Um, And we also see that Lori is beginning to have some, I guess, dreams or like memories of when she was younger and her mom telling her that she's not really her mom and also like... Her going to finally coming to her, right? And like also her kind of saying like, seeing that she went to like this hospital mental institution lookalike, um, where there was a young boy there, but then like she quickly like gets out of that trance, um. But you know that's like kind of like hinting towards what we we as an audience don't know yet, but you know we as me and Lena already know. Yeah, I was (laughs) like, ooh, she's dreaming of him, but then I was like, wait, no, this her brother. Right, um, like, how did she not put two and two together? Like, it wasn't like Lori was very young either. Like, she looked about, like, eight years old there. Like, I'm pretty sure you remember this. Yeah. Um, unless it was, like, a one-and-done type of thing. And Unless they, that... like, wiped her memory. Yeah, ooh. What twist? <laughs> but, yeah. Then we get one of the best kills, I believe, in the franchise. Um, after this whole flashback, um, we get Michael Myers, uh killing two nurses so these two nurses are hot and heavy horny for each other and they're like instead of watching the little kids and instead of doing our jobs let's go do it and they go to like this tub thing i don't know what this tub would be doing in a hospital i don't maybe it's to like do other things but i mean sometimes they have them to like if you want to do like a water birth they'll have like a tub you're right look at look at me all the answers (laughs) look at me but yeah, so that's definitely true. And they go there, they meet up, they're about to get hot and heavy, they put the water nice and cool in temperature. But of course things get a little too hetero for Michael and he turns up the <laughs> he turns up the heat. And he believes that everyone should practice absence. <laughs> so um as the heat turns up, the the I guess you could say the boy nurse he goes and he's like, all right, I'll change it back down. And as he goes to change the temperature, um, boom, Michael Myers strangles him from behind. 
He dead. You know what's funny? What? That's where Michael draws the line. Absence. Right. Exactly. He's like, we're not going to do that, but I will kill you, though. He's low-key a priest. <laughs> oh. He got ordained. T. He definitely got ordained. But, um... But, yeah. So, he strangles him. And the best part of this is that he strangles the guy, puts the temperature even more high to, like, past boiling point. Like, you finna get some blisters. Um... And it even says danger on the thermometer, which I'm like, why would you have a temperature so high that it says danger? Like, I never understood that. Like, yeah, why, why do you, you ha- need that? Exactly. Like, what are you dangerously putting in this water? <laughs> like, that's what I want to know. Yeah, like, it but, makes you know, sense. But- they have to label it so that we know it's it's dangerous. Obviously. <laughs> um, and he goes in, you know, basically pretending to be the boyfriend like he did in the first movie with bob he's pulling the bob again <laughs> and homegirl literally takes his hand is biting his hand his oh. nasty ass ugh, i'm gonna throw up um, bloody hands. ass nasty ass crusty ass hands and then as she turns around she sees him and she's like ah and then he puts her head in the water and then, like takes her out and then puts her head in the one takes her out puts her head like the third time and there's little like flesh coming out from her it's so disgusting. It really does scare the shit out of me. And I'm one for having hot baths. I literally burn my ass sometimes. Yeah, I come out the water with my my skin red. Literally. Or like it's steam coming yes. off my skin. I but you know what that part. scene reminds me of? Sleepaway camp. When the cook oh, yeah, with the water. Yeah, with the water. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. Look at that. Look at us referencing other movies. Look at us. Educated. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they did. And she then, dead dead. So we also get the return of um nurse chambers. Not hatchet, like I said in the last one. I'm sorry guys. It wasn't hatchet, it was chambers, and I hate myself. Oh. I don't know why I thought it was hatchet, but I guess I wanted that to be her name. But it's nurse chambers. And that's her name. Hatchet. Yes. She's actually very pretty. I love her. Um, she is pretty. Right? I'm like, damn. If I was like around at that time, I'd be like, yo, nurse, what's up? I'm kinda sick. Come take care of me. I'm sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she told um, Dr. Loomis that actually the mayor is ordering him to go back to Smith Grove Hospital um, and stay there because of like all the stuff that's happening. And my thing is like, he's the only one trying to find Michael. Why would you want to take him out? Yeah, it makes you no know? sense. But you know, there's like clear orders from basically the government and um, you know, she definitely is there just to tell him that and she's also there to really like relay some news as well which we're gonna get up to um also another great kill on this is the doctor's kill we don't see that he when he gets killed Mm -hmm. but we do see another nurse trying to look for him and as she turns over his body it's almost like um in psycho when you turn over the body and it's and norman bates mom is dead yes and it's just a pair of bones so it's like that it's turning over the wheelie chair and he has a needle through his eye which is actually like i hate eye like gore it's so disgusting i know it makes my like eye twitch exactly But his eye was switching too. I'm a little uncomfy. <laughs> and 
than that nurse ultimately dies with a needle through her eye too but i wonder like is it the injection that kills you or is it just the needle going through your eye i think it's the injection right i think it's like a paralytic or something like or unless like the needle is like long that like it like punctures your brain but i still think like you won't like die instantly that's what i'm thinking i'm like but what do they have in this hospital that makes people die i don't know we're not doctors if you guys are doctors let, let us, us know. know what they injected this poor guy and this yeah. poor girl also he had a shower in his office which is like the weirdest thing to me like who has a casual ass shower like i get it you're an overnight doctor but like you're just taking random ass showers maybe it's those you know like how like in like our science labs they had like the oh to clean your eye station yeah. maybe it's like if you like contaminate yourself you could like shower it off i don't know i guess i guess that could be a good point i don't point. know but it, it would still say it on the shower though That's so i don't saying. know so i don't know but it looked like a straight up shower it looked like my shower in my house like come <laughs> on <laughs> and we go back to our girly um lori and she seems to be like in this like a week trance where i think she's just going through a lot of trauma now now yeah. she's like in the shock state which i do like that they put her character through that like she's mm-hmm. like in this like very like stay still like oh my god like she's not even like really here kind of yeah. state and you know homeboy jimmy who sees that who likes her you know tries to find nurses to like help check her out he's like yo what's happened to my girl oh <laughs> we love a caring boyfriend right or whatever the fuck he is exactly not really boyfriend but you know he's there but at least he he don't gotta worry about ben tramer at least there's the man is dead he got nothing to worry about right competition who right exactly period jimmy (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so he's definitely like worried about her and he goes to find some some nurses but even in her trance i don't know how but she heard her michael's itty bitty tiny footsteps and walks out of the room just starts walking away and michael myers comes into her room and stabs up the pillows but she made it look like the pillows were a body Mm. which was like did you hear that like were you in the trance fake or were you in the trance real yeah you know like were you trying to get out but (laughs) i like that she like played michael at his own game exactly she does it every time love her she's smart for her um, but yeah, so she's definitely walking around this hospital like a crazy person. She should have looks like a zombie walking through these halls. Um, but she goes into a random room to like try to use a phone when we already know that the phones don't work, honey. Um, but they actually don't even tell her that the phones don't work. They were, like she asked, like, "Oh, what's wrong with the phones?" And they were like, "Oh, nothing to worry about. Like, it's it's nothing. No, it's something to worry about, Lori. Get out." Yeah. Um. So yeah. So she ends up like going on the floor because she can't really walk unless she did hurt her foot um fighting michael in the first movie and she actually falls asleep there because she's like has she's already drunk up enough but i find it funny because like she could have deadass just stayed sleeping there like what's michael gonna do look through every single room yeah the man's not gonna time for that exactly like she if she would have just slept through the night she would have been fine but yeah she doesn't do that and she um leaves later on (laughs) and of course um one of the jimmy the emt guy finds one of the nurses um and tells her like oh like try to find help and stuff like that like i can't find anyone and she finds the security guard's hat and looks at it and i feel like it's supposed to be like a nod to like oh my god something happened to the security guard but like what does finding the hat mean like he could have just went to the bathroom and left his hat maybe he doesn't want to pee with his hat on you know what i'm trying to say like yeah like why does like you find an article of clothing mean that something happened they always do that in movies like oh my god i yeah. found his shirt something happened to him and you know, it's like the most like 
non-worthy clothes too right like his hat like come on he doesn't necessarily need his hat yeah no if it's like his gun his badge all this stuff is there like something then it's like ooh, like what's happening yeah. there buddy you know why did you leave with all this stuff like it looks a little bit suspicious um so the young paramedic he also as he tells her that she goes to try and find help he also finds i believe it's the head nurse who is actually strapped down to a gurney and has a needle in her arm with a tube that's cut off so she's like bleeding out like literally lots of blood is draining but the blood looks a little too red for me that's all i gotta say they put a little too much pigment in this and this uh blood yeah and maybe this, make it like a tad darker yeah i'm like come on guys make it a little bit yeah, because doesn't, red? like, blood, like, oxidize when it, like, touches, like, oxygen or some shit like that? Well, yeah, that's why it's red. You know, blood's not really red. It's, like, blue. Blue, yeah, it's blue. Yeah. Um. Which I love to see blood blue. I want to fucking see that shit. I, I don't know how you would be able to see that. I don't know. It'd be cool, though, like, if they, like, took it out and it's, like, blue. No, but, like, it once it once you cut something, it automatically gets oxidized right away. So it's yeah, already, I know. It's already... I guess that's when we get black and blues. Because, Maybe. like, or, like, when we get pinched, it's, like, purplish. Yeah. Because it's technically, like, blood clot right there. Yeah, the blue and, like, our skin flesh, like... Exactly. Look mm. at us with our color palettes. Right. Not us trying to be scientists. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, um... So, Michael, you know, he, he definitely got very elaborate with this kill, you know. Instead of trying to strangle her and, uh or stab her he strapped it down to a gurney and was like blood drain boom i don't know why i thought like we were watching this movie that she survived for some reason but no she didn't um but yeah and as the emt guy jimmy he tries to like get out he's walking out and he slips on the blood and like hits his head but i would have stayed there just, like, just lay like, down just, just lay, lay there. down and stay there until someone get, comes because like michael could be like oh did i kill the guy maybe i did it maybe i maybe, and he'll maybe just like leave you alone exactly you have all this blood on you just let him walk man no one understands and no one cares um no one thinks right but now you know michael um Lori gets out of her sleep and starts trying to walk and we get another great michael and Lori chase scene and as she's literally like hobbling running down the stairs kind of um we see the other nurse who was looking for the police i mean not the police officer the security guard and she's like Lori, come like where are you going Lori?" and Lori looks right back at her and it's the funniest shit ever because like her face is like don't, don't fucking talk, talk to me, me. yes exactly. yeah, you're so <laughs> yo i was like literally um get away from me why are you here like i think it's the funniest thing and of course we get michael right behind her and stabs her with a scalpel and lifts her up and her like shoes come off and i think that's like the funniest thing also like what a how, scalpel what is gravity like how is that tiny ass scalpel able to lift her up you know what right. i'm saying like I it's don't, like it's, thor's hammer right there exactly i'm like bro how is this like how is it strong enough to hold but i guess we gotta believe it he and, once again defeats gravity. Right. He did it with Bob and doing it with this nurse. Um <laughs> But but yeah, so Lori is of course still trying to run away. And she goes, I think it's like a basement area or like that storage area where like the Yeah, it is the storage area where the security guard is because she sees the yes. security guard hanging 
Which homeboy is thick. Like he's pretty much overweight. How was he hanging still? Like how did the pipe not burst? That's pretty mean. But or like he didn't like fall. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like how did it like not like collapse? But I'm not defying gravity like Again, these people are. Who the fuck is gravity in this yes, movie? Yes, exactly. In any of the movies, like come on. But you know she runs away. She tries to like go through this window which she ultimately does and michael catches up to her and he's just like swinging the scalpel <laughs> back and forth like bro grab her legs and pull her ass down like you're doing nothing to, yeah like... forget the scalpel exactly he's doing nothing to try to figure this out um but she ultimately gets to escape because she goes into this elevator and he's unable to get her right before um she escapes just for a little bit and she's hiding in um this car because all these cars now have like slashes in their tires because mm-hmm. he again is mad smart like how would he know slash the tire and that's how they're not gonna get away this man is smart bro i'm telling you don't play my son michael he's using full 100 percent of his brain exactly even the ones that haven't been discovered yet you know by neurologists <laughs> right um but you know we see Dr. Loomis again with um, Nurse Chambers and this is when she tells him like hey that Stroh girl is actually Michael Myers' sister so now he's like putting three and three together and he's making you know six and and he's like oh my god that's probably why he came back like to go get her and to kill her so he basically orders the the officer that's escorting him back to Smith Grove to turn around. He grabs his Glock and he's like, hey, what is it that you guys do? Shoot a warning shot and shoots through the window. I think it's amazing. Then you hear the, the car go, and it turns yeah. around and, you know, they're now on their way to um, to go to the hospital because that's where they know Lori is. And we go back to Lori. We see that she's in the car that's actually Jimmy's car. He obviously got up, was able to walk out the hospital, but he seems very much in a trance and everything. And it seems like he has a concussion. And as he's like telling her, like, yeah, we're gonna get out of here, he literally like hits his head right on the horn. Oh my god. And it's annoying me because I'm like, bruh, out of all the things you could have done, unhelpful ass man. <laughs> also, this guy survives the whole movie. Like, homeboy did nothing. Just dropped, probably has a concussion, probably has some kind of brain damage. But, but he survives. But he survives um but Lori's not trying to stay there and wait to be killed of course so she gets up and starts crawling because of course you know her feet are hurting and everything and we see dr loomis pull up to the hospital um because you know he don't care about no governor he need to kill michael fuck and when he pulls up Lori is probably like only a few feet away from him on the floor and she's like help me like she's literally not yelling and then once he goes to the door then she's like help me Bro, you should have said that from the jump and then people would have heard you. Like, you're out here, like, whispering. Who's gonna hear you? Michael. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, And then we get, you know, John Carpenter's score. Michael's near. He pops up and Lori um, gets up from the floor, which she should have been doing from the jump. I don't know why she was crawling. Um, And she bangs on the door because the door is actually locked. They end up letting her in. And we're thinking, oh, yeah, like, it's locked. He can't come in. He literally goes through the glass door like literally <laughs> like he was fucking jason or something um and as he does that you know dr lewis uses his infinite lifetime of bullets because i don't know how many bullets this guy has in his freaking body gun he, oh in the gun because like he shot michael six times from the oh yeah movie. yeah yeah and then he shot a shot in the police officer's yeah. car and i think he used it again oh yeah and 
he used it again, I think, another time. And then this time, I feel like I counted, like, four or five times that he shoots him. Michael goes down. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, he's dead. And he's like, no, he's still breathing. I see him. His this chest is going up and down. Right. And, of course, the, the, the officer that's with him goes to inspect the body. And Michael's like, you want to see what I could do? A magic trick. I'm about to make this man come unalive. And he <laughs> slices him right in his neck. I love um, that. Another kill for Mikey. <laughs> um, but while all this is happening, um, Nurse Chambers have ran outside to get like more police. You know, she radios them in. And Dr. Loomis uh, brings Lori. They run away. They go to this like, surgical room where Dr. Loomis actually does get stabbed by Michael. But Lori had the gun and ends up shooting Michael straight in both his eyes, which start bleeding, which I really do think it's a cool scene. Like, mm-hmm. I I think it's a very memorable scene, like him, like, going down, like, with his hand on his mask. I think it's yeah. a pretty cool scene. And now he's just blind. He's still living. He's just trying, he's swinging at air. You know, <laughs> he can't really see. But um, Dr. Loomis has a great idea. He There's a bunch of oxygen tanks in there, and he opens them. You know, if you put fire to an oxygen tank yeah it's gonna blow up and so he does that and he um he tells Lori to get out the room as they open up all the oxygen tanks and then he lights them on fire and he basically is like now it's your turn michael oh boom a whole um you know crash thing of fire happens Lori had was able to run out but then we still see Michael walking out of the flames. Like, this man don't die. But he ultimately collapsed. And we see, like, the fire burning through his mask. Yeah. Which um, makes us believe, you know, he it's, it's, it's dead. He's done. Um, we never see Dr. Loomis, like, what happened to him. But we can only assume that he's dead as well. Um, and, of course, Laurie Stroh gets out of the hospital and is, is being driven over to a different hospital somewhere far away. And... Um, we have the song Mr. Sandman um, playing as, like, it just yeah. looks into um, Michael's fiery uh, mask. mask. Yeah. And I love that song, Mr. Sandman. I love it so much. Um, and they play it in the in H2O as well. I love that song. <laughs> and it's because of this one. But, yeah, so he did. And that's how it ends. And like Lena was saying, this was supposed to be the end of Michael Myers. And yeah. the next movie was Season of the Witch, which was something totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll still cover it as well because it's a part of the Halloween franchise, whether we like it or not. Um, I, I do love the movie. But yeah, this movie was a pretty good sequel. I really do like the hospital scene. I like that it's like something different. Yeah. And I like that um, all the characters were able to come back and, you know, try to make a good movie. Even though, like, you know, I know this is not John Carpenter's, like, favorite movie out of the franchise, but I still think he did a pretty good job with... What yeah, he was given. I still appreciate him like coming back and like making it what it is. Yeah, and you know, he even though he doesn't come back, I don't think he comes back for the third and fourth movie or I even anything after yeah. that. But he came back for these recent movies that have been coming out. So, and I think that's really great. You know, try to bring back the franchise, keep it alive a little bit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this was Halloween two. Um, this week I'm getting my wisdom teeth out, so we're not gonna be um, releasing anything until the week after. So yeah. Stay but, tuned for Halloween 3. Yes, Season of the Witch. Yep. I think you guys should give it a try. Um, Definitely try to watch it. I think it's a good movie, even though it has like the ho- title Halloween. doesn't have Michael in it. But think of it as its own standalone movie. Don't go in there with the expectation of seeing Michael, because you won't. Yeah, I've never um, seen it. Watch it. 
Okay. You're gonna watch it. She's gonna watch it. I'm gonna make her. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's actually a really good film, and I can't wait to cover it. So guys, until then, be afraid. They're here.